And now the show that's all about real estate and a little bit about everything else. Hosted by two guys that are too embarrassed to admit in public how long they've been investing in real estate. It is the Investor Guys podcast with host Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Investor Guys podcast. I'm Kevin Mill. Mr. Bill Barnett, how are you today and how was your weekend? I am doing incredible, sir. Had a, a fabulous uh, Halloween this past weekend. Had uh, buddies that uh, we watched the Cowboy game for Halloween, which was fun. Didn't have to uh, mess with anything. I had to uh, cook some steaks and uh, threw some chicken on the grill and uh, some sausage and yeah, it was very good. And the Cowboys won, which would makes always uh, watching a little bit more fun. And now we were trying to keep one eye on the world series and one eye on the Cowboy game. And so fun weekend. How was yours? I know Halloween was a great weekend for you guys. It was. And, and you spoke to charisma just before we went on the air. She's all excited. She has a huge haul of candy. Um, <laughs> She got to hang out with her bestie. Actually, uh, Saturday night, we went out to a, a local restaurant and they have a thing for kids where they give them just the plain cupcakes and they give them different color frostings to make their own cupcakes. So she did that Saturday night. And then uh, Sunday, she hung out. We went to uh, get something to eat. They hung out and played and went trick-or-treating together at the mall. Cool. And she was Minnie Mouse? She dressed up as Minnie Mouse and her friend dressed <laughs> up as Minnie Belt. So... Oh, that's too much fun. That's that's what Halloween is all about. That uh, is, yes, the the little guys. And, uh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Before we get started, and this kind of ties into what you want to talk about today, okay? Yep. If you guys follow me on Instagram or anything else, this is something I've been just harping on the last week. There's one person, one person in your world that holds you back from being successful accomplishing everything you want to do everything you ever wanted to have and that is yourself okay let that sink in spend time this week thinking about that because when you understand that you're able to also make that same person that's holding you back be your biggest cheerleader and be your biggest proponent so consider that you are the person holding you back from whatever it is you want to accomplish the other thing i want to point out uh not getting political here or anything but you have to be living in a cave if you cannot see what is going on with our economy. I don't care who you voted for, okay? You have to be able to see what is going on with our economy. You have to know that we are being lied to about where the economy is going and what is happening in our world and in our country. Um, if you do not, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but if you do not prepare, if you do, and I'm not saying go build a bunker in the backyard and, and, and arm it up with, you know, MREs or this. I'm saying financially. If you don't prepare yourself financially, you're going to find yourself standing in a soup line. And I, I hate to be that person that says that, but it may not be as drastic as that. But there are already people who weren't on assistance. And I'm not talking about like government assistance because that takes months to, to even apply for and get. But there are people who are now standing at the food pantries at the, the shelter and the food pantries at the churches who never had to do that because they cannot afford to buy food. I actually paid attention. I don't usually go grocery shopping. I, I do it periodically, so I can kind of remember. But I paid attention this weekend when we went grocery shopping. There are items on the shelf that literally cost twice as much and more as they did just yeah. a year ago. If that yeah. is not an indication of what is going on, then 
you need to go back into that cave. Okay. And maybe that cave is great. Maybe you've got grubs and worms and stuff like that that you can eat and you're perfectly fine. But you need to pay attention to what is going on and you need to secure yourself financially. And that is why you're seeing more commercials for gold and precious metals and things like that. And that is why you're seeing more commercials yeah. from companies like Fisher Investments and anything else. Because they know that they see the writing on the wall and they know that other people see the writing on the wall. I'm trying to encourage you to, to take those types of investments. And I'm not going to talk about those types of investments today. I'm just saying you need to see the writing on the wall if you don't already. And the solution yep. to that is making sure that you have a financially secure stake in your future, which leads into what Bill is going to discuss today. So we got several different things, but the, the number one thing that you want to have as a protection against inflation and, you know, the... Uh, I don't have any problems with getting political. The absolute insanity of the stupidity of um, what's going on in Washington with the Biden administration is insane. If you voted for him, shame on you. Uh, you have a chance to correct that in the midterms um, and get out there and, and get some I'm say common sense is just a, um, a far off dream uh, back in Washington. And now they're talking about giving um, illegal aliens 450000 apiece. Uh, I say, if that happens, burn this country down. I'm done with this BS. Yeah, uh, that, is, that is the, more than gold star families get for their family oh yeah. members who died yeah. serving yeah. our country. They yeah. receive $100,000. Yeah. And they're going to yeah. give illegal aliens who came to our country illegally $450,000, half a million dollars. What, what they're going to find out is you can push conservatives and we're nice guys and we're polite people and all that kind of stuff. But once you push us over the edge, you're done. And they are getting incredibly close uh, to that. What you and I have to have from a financial standpoint um, is you've got to be involved in real estate as the ultimate protection against inflation. There, there's gold and silver is great and wonderful. Um, but they still have uh, their hands in controlling that uh, because it's not used as a way to be able to go buy stuff on a regular basis. So they're still having control over the gold and silver markets. But and that's why they're trying to push everything to electronics so they can completely control our money. However, inflation, the protection that you and I need against inflation is real estate because it is the one thing that's out there that better than anything else, in my opinion, even better than gold and silver, uh, tracks inflation and people have to have a place to stay. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I'm, we're going to talk about uh, flips we're a little up, bit. We're up on a break here. A break. So. And we're also going to discuss renaming the show The Real Estate Underground. I'm kidding. In fact, I'm just <laughs> Okay. All right, and we are back at the Real Estate Underground. <laughs> this is Investor and Guys we, You guys missed a, you so. guys missed a lot. We had a, a lot of stuff that we were yakking about in the break there. And so, you know, everybody has their own political opinions, and, and yep. we're, we're going to get past this. We're going to get into real estate, whatever it is. Just open your eyes and understand what's going on, and and vote for what works best for our country. Remember, it's not just what you believe or what you're being told. Look around and see what works best for us as a country moving forward and, and, and vote with your heart instead of what people are telling you to vote. What was this information you had for us that ties into our, our rant for the first section? So flips, 
Um, we still have to do flips uh, occasionally, still part of our real estate portfolio and, and what we do. Yeah, it's the occasional big check. It's, it's the thing that you can do three, four times a year and pick a big check, double your income uh, in most cases are better uh, by doing just a few flips a year. So there was an interesting article that came out late Friday uh, and it came out from uh, Forbes and it was the five best and five worst places to flip around the country. And better than just saying, hey, this is one, two, three, four, and five, they gave us some reasons why and some numbers, which is great. So the best places to flip right now, according to Forbes, the number one place to flip in our country is Columbia, South Carolina. That's pretty interesting where University of South Carolina is. Median price there as of the end of September was 275 with the median profit on a flip at 61,667, which gives you a median profit range increase from this time last year of 7.9%. Uh, and their comments were demand in the steamy hot South Carolina capital and as Columbia is also the capital. Uh, as retirees and people who can work from home uh, are flooding the market, they're seeking out more affordable housing. And that's the key to all of these people that are coming in wherever you live, that are, are coming into your states, other than the, all the people that the Biden administration is flooding us with that are illegals. Other than that, uh, when you have Americans flooding your state, they are trying to get away from high taxation and high cost of living, because those go hand in hand. Uh, and they are coming to the states where uh, housing is more affordable because that is the number one expense that typically we all have. And so they are driving by that. The cost of the cheap states uh, is going up and going up dramatically, but it's still better than uh, where they are leaving from, which is typically California, New York, or New Jersey. Uh, so while Columbia may not get as much love as Charleston being out on the beach, that there are plenty of things to do there. Lower taxes, originally priced homes. That's what makes this market attractable, uh, attractive, excuse me. Um, and then get, getting a lot of growth in the marketplace there. So that's what they consider to be number one. Number two is a very common market for the flip world, and that's Phoenix, Arizona, uh, with a median price of 475 and a median profit on flips at 85.5. And that is up 7.7% from last year. And that is one of the key ingredients that they used in ranking where what makes this a great flip city is where was it last year? Uh, has it gotten even better? And if so, uh, that's how the ranking came. So uh, only one-tenth of a percent difference between Columbia and Phoenix and obviously a lot more property in Phoenix, uh, which is just a... Terrific, terrific market. Yeah, one that I've been in for um, many, many uh, years. And we got stuff going on in the Phoenix market right now. Charleston, South Carolina is number three on the list at uh, 477. Now, look at the difference between Charleston and Columbia. Uh, over $200,000 difference in median pricing. Uh, of course, Charleston on the beach. So uh, that always pushes pricing up. Median profit for the Charleston area is $86,159 for a flip. And that's actually down from this time last year, down 16%. Uh, but a lot of 
uh, demand going on there. And the, uh, they have these older homes there that they uh, call the colonist homes. And those have an average starting price of two mil. Uh, so uh, Charleston, South Carolina, just a hot, hot market. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, uh, very surprising that you pop up and see a Rust Belt uh, city in a flip market uh, rank this high. So Grand Rapids, which is uh, 317.5 as median price, 60,600 as median flip profits. And uh, that one is down also. That is down 15% from uh, this time last year. Uh, you'll also find uh, Dallas on the market, of course. Uh, in this list at uh, 396.5 as the median price at the end of September and median profit 71,800 uh, and the profit change up 6.6% on flips from this time last year. Raleigh, North Carolina, I mean, just a lot of really uh, interesting markets there. And if you're looking at the real estate portfolio for your, from an investment standpoint, you want to have a little bit of a lot of different things so that as the market moves, you're not sunk because everything I have is in foreclosure. Everything I have is in rental nine, section eight. Um, really the, the only market that we can, uh, that I can, I'm not going to speak for you here, Kev, the only market that I can comfortably tell somebody to be in 100% uh, would be the section eight market. And that's because of how crazy things are. Uh, and they are getting, uh, there's more and more demand being placed on the Section 8 um, world based on the fact that um, our economy is going to hell in a handbasket. And we're bringing in all these other people uh, on top of that. Uh, and so the Section 8 market is the only one that I would be. Um, remotely comfortable with being 100% in, I would still caution about that because it is very easy to overload. And, and that's exactly what the Biden administration is doing. They're trying to overload the um, debt structure of America so much that America collapses. That happens. It's not going to matter what part of real estate you're in. <laughs> so we are on a break, sir. Yeah, we'll be back. And uh, we'll we'll hit a little bit more. I want to hear a couple hear other those, things real quick before we go on the break. What were the five? Just just list them off. The five worst cities, just in case we any the five worst places. Um, so we had uh, Columbus, Columbus, Ohio was on uh, the worst. Uh, as was um, Sarasota, Florida, and um, let's see what where's the other one? Because I may have um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Chattanooga, and I, my printer clipped off number five, so I don't know what number okay. five. <laughs> so, but these are for, and keep in mind, if you're in one of these markets, these are for flips, okay? That yeah, doesn't mean for flips. None of the strategies that work great. We'll be back in just yeah. a second. And we're back, and today we're talking about how the market is changing, but how we need to also be prepared, and, and because the changes aren't necessarily going in great direction unless you are prepared here's here's the other lesson that we're looking at this okay if you're prepared if you are in real estate if you're on the right side of this market okay you are positioning yourself to score you're positioning yourself to get stronger as this market yep. changes whenever bill and i have said this before it doesn't matter whether the economy is good or whether it's bad or whether the market's going up or the market's going down fluctuation 
Okay. Whenever there's movement in the market, there's opportunity. And we have that movement right now. We have significant, huge movement in the market right now. Now we can sit back and do nothing and we're going to get stung or we can get on top of this and we can position ourselves to ride this roller coaster to wealth and riches. Uh, now you had some more things you want to talk about as far yeah, it, as predictions and, and, and where the market's going, where the market yeah. is. And, and I want to throw in uh, something on what you just said. Um, we talk to people all the time that uh, this came up in conversation with somebody yesterday where they said, man, um, I didn't buy enough property in 2008, nine, 10. I wish I'd have bought more um, because I didn't know where the market was going. So I'm like, well, look, we're, we're headed right back to where the market was uh, then uh, as this cycle of business comes back around. So be prepared now to be able, you see where it was and you see that you missed a massive amount of opportunity to be able to start literally stockpiling property. Uh, that's going to come back around. So be prepared this time. And this time, don't miss that uh, because you see that we come back around the market, the real estate market, as long as there is America, the real estate market will come back around. Uh, so one of the things that's continuing to go on right now, which is just amazing that this can get uh, any hotter than it is, is the pace of uh, sales across the country. Uh, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read from a Redfin report here. Uh, in the time of the year when the market typically slows, we get into the fourth quarter. That is traditionally the slowest time of year for real estate. A new report from when Redfin found that 33% of homes are selling within a week, meaning they're going under contract. They're not closing, but they're going under contract within a week of hitting the market. That number's been on the rise for the last six weeks. This came out literally um, Friday, uh, October the 29th. Uh, Redfin analyst Tim Ellis attributed the rise uh, to home, home, home buyer demand, which has remained steady and strong over the past few weeks. Home tours are also up 7% since January, uh, which is a 20% uh, year-over-year increase, largely fueled by the lack of supply. The housing, uh, you'll hear the housing supply number being talked about. The housing supply number is now down to 2.6. Uh, so what the housing supply number means, and it is a, uh, it tells you where the market is. So par or even in the housing supply is six months. If you have a number higher than six months, then buyers, you and I, as going out and buying investment property are in control. We're in the driver's seat negotiating in the deals. When you are under six months, sellers are in control. And we are at 2.6 months right now. Now, what that means is if no new houses came onto the real estate market and it, it just kind of froze, how long would it take us to sell every single house in the market at the current rate? And right now it would be uh, 2.6 months. So less than 90 days, the housing market would be evaporated. There just wouldn't be any supply left. And that is one of the things that continues to push uh, pricing up. So this um, housing supply number. So when you hear that in the media, you'll know what they're talking about. Homes continue to sell quicker and quicker. There's still plenty of home buyers lying in wait who missed out on the spring frenzies and they are snatching up homes quickly. 
Now those homes are selling at near record pricing. The housing market will likely stay hot until mortgage rates start to rise substantially. In addition, Redfin says that the median home sales price increased 13% year over year. Now remember, that's nationally. You're gonna have some markets that's gonna blow that out of the market, out of the water, but 13% year over year nationally, which is up 30% from 2019. So several other points that this report also found, asking prices for newly listed homes are up 11% over this time last year and up 26% from 2019, and only down 1% from the all-time high. Pending home sales are up 2% year over year and up 47% compared to the same period just two years ago, pre-pandemic 2019. New listings of homes for sale were down 8% from this time last year. That continues to force pricing up. Uh, and active listings are down 22% from this time last year. All of everything that's happening is continuing to put pressure upward on pricing. 45% of homes that went under contract had an accepted offer within the first two weeks. Uh, which is up 42% from uh, 2019. They say 2019 as opposed to 2020. It's up from 2020, but dramatically up from 2019. That's the reason they are referencing 2019 numbers. Homes that were uh, homes that sold were on the market for a median across the nation, 23 days, a full week longer than the all-time low, uh, 15 days in late June and late July of this year, 45% of the homes sold above list uh, from this time last year. On an average, 4.9% of the homes uh, sell each week had a price drop, which is one of those underlying uh, factors that we start to see when the market is turning. So as hot as everything is, you still had almost 5% of the homes having a price drop uh, the average uh, sale to list ratio is still just a tick over uh, full uh, price or 100.6, 100.06%. So uh, about a half percent over full list. Uh, mortgage purchase applications, which is just a traditional mortgage, uh, were up 4% week over week. So all of those things just let us know that uh, pressure is continuing to mount on pricing, pushing it upward in the real estate market. And and uh, you need to be moving now uh, on getting involved, investing, and starting to acquire, accumulate rental, Section 8, commercial, whatever it is, you need to be looking. We're going to suggest Section 8 because you've got government guarantee on your income. And real quick, if I can, um, I want to add in another segment to what we just, maybe just make this like a regular part. Bill and I both do consulting and we both have consulting clients. And I've noticed that, uh, and Bill probably has seen the same thing, that the topics kind of seem to change. Like every other month or so, every three or four weeks, um, people are interested in something else. They've got a different question. They're, they're, they're really concerned about this or they really want to know about that. And I'd like to know, like right now, let's, let's make this like a regular part. What is it that is a hot topic? What is it that your clients are wanting to know about right now and not like just just one client or two clients but what seems to be a common theme right now if you notice and i don't know if that's because our client what happens in time or if it's because we drive that you know through the course of what we're teaching 
Um, but what what seems to be the common concern, the common theme right now that people are looking for information as far as your clients go? Uh, the, the bulk of my client base are still uh, concerned that there may be enough changes that the great rate of returns that we're getting, the 40 plus percent floor rates uh, would change. Uh, and I just keep telling them that's not likely to happen anytime soon. If anything, that's likely to get better if we're buying correctly. Uh, and so when we get locked into these rental numbers, let's just, let's gobble up as much of this high percentage rate return inventory that we possibly can. Yeah, and we talked about that literally a couple of weeks ago. Market rents, market rents have gone up. Like, like here, they've gone up 300 to $500 a month in a year for, for two bedroom apartments. Um, most of the country is seeing a 20% plus increase in value over the last year. So if you'd have bought last year, you're already sitting pretty just this year because you purchased last year at 40% on your money, you're already up on that. One of the things that I've, I've been dealing with with my clients is, and I, I try to take clients that have some real estate background already, but uh, the, the, ones, the ones that I have right now, they are concerned, two different things, and we'll cover it on, on the next show. Um, making sure they have the right structure set up, the right business structure set up in order to invest, which also kind of, kind of plays into uh, making sure that they understand how to get capital. Now, a lot of, and, and Bill has seen this before, and Bill may have even been guilty of this. I was too. When I first started out, I, I would try to teach people how to earn enough money, okay, by doing one strategy in order to feed the other strategy, okay? Do flips so that you can get $100,000 to $200,000 in a year so that you can buy $100,000, $200,000 worth of buying old properties. But capital is what is key. When you understand how to tap into capital, when you understand how to make the person who's writing that check secure and comfortable with the foundation that they are in, the structure that they are in, the investment that they are making, you limit. You, you have limited opportunities. There is no cap to what you can accomplish because there's always somebody out there who can write you a check. So if you know the right formula to make that happen, that's what seems to be the common theme right now because I've got people who want to grow and they want to grow fast and they understand the capital is the key to that. Yep. So that seems to be my kind of underlying theme right now is how to set those deals up, how to structure those capital types of, of, of funding uh, deals so that they can get the money to grow fast and understand how much can I borrow? How much do I have to pay back? And how much profit am I going to make on somebody else's money? And that is really what's key is profit on somebody else's money. When you hear that sentence, okay, profit on somebody else's money. You're, you're golden because you're taking somebody else's money and it's putting money in your pocket. And I promise you, there's nobody out there that is successful that is not taking somebody else's money. Sure. Jeff Bezos took somebody yep. else's money to start Amazon. Uh, the Trump Foundation, the Trump Corporation takes other people's money in order to build their empire. Everybody has taken money in order to build and to grow. And if you want to do the same, if you want to be that force of nature, you're going to have to do the same. That seems to be the underlying topic and theme right now. Good one. We are way over. And uh, we had a great show. Had a lot of fun. We always do. Looking forward to seeing you again on Thursday. You yep. Enjoy your Thanks for being with us. Day and your Wednesday. And we will see you guys all back here on Thursday. Happy investing.
Learn more about the Investor Guys podcast, including upcoming events and appearances at www.investorguyspodcast.com. That's www.investorguyspodcast.com.